Letter fifty seven of Clarissa Harlowe, Volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Clarissa Harlowe, Volume three, by Samuel Richardson. Letter fifty seven miss clarissa harlowe to miss howe wednesday morning april twenty sixth your letter my beloved miss howe gives me great comfort how sweetly do i experience the truth of the wise man's observation that a faithful friend is the medicine of life your messenger finds me just setting out for london the chaise at the door already i have taken leave of the good widow who has obliged me with the company of her eldest daughter at mr lovelace's request while he rides by us the young gentlewoman is to return in two or three days with the chaise in its way to my lord m s hertfordshire seat i received my sister's dreadful letter on sunday when mr lovelace was out he saw on his return my extreme anguish and dejection and he was told how much worse i had been for i had fainted away more than once i think the contents of it have touched my head as well as my heart he would fain have seen it but i would not permit that because of the threatenings he would have found in it against himself as it was the effect it had upon me made him break out into execrations and menaces i was so ill that he himself advised me to delay going to town on monday as i proposed to do he is extremely regardful and tender of me all that you supposed would follow the violent letter from him has followed it he has offered himself to my acceptance in so unreserved a manner that i am concerned i have written so freely and diffidently of him pray my dearest friend keep to yourself everything that may appear disreputable of him from me i must acquaint you that his kind behavior and my low-spiritedness cooperating with your former advice and my unhappy situation made me that very sunday evening receive unreservedly his declarations and now indeed i am more in his power than ever he presses me every hour indeed as needlessly as unkindly for fresh tokens of my esteem for him and confidence in him and as i have been brought to some verbal concessions if he should prove unworthy i am sure i shall have great reason to blame this violent letter for i have no resolution at all abandoned thus of all my natural friends of whose returning favour i have now no hopes and only you to pity me and you restrained as i may say i have been forced to turn my desolate heart 
to such protection as i could find all my comfort is that your advice repeatedly given me to the same purpose in your kind letter before me warrants me i now set out the more cheerfully to london on that account for before a heavy weight hung upon my heart and although i thought it best and safest to go yet my spirits sunk i know not why at every motion i made towards a preparation for it i hope no mischief will happen on the road i hope these violent spirits will not meet every one is waiting for me pardon me my best my kindest friend that i return your norris in these more promising prospects i cannot have occasion for your favour besides i have some hope that with my clothes they will send me the money i wrote for although it is denied me in the letter if they do not and if i should have occasion i can but signify my wants to so ready a friend and i have promised to be obliged only to you but i had rather methinks you should have it still to say if challenged that nothing of this nature has been either requested or done i say this with a view entirely to my future hopes of recovering your mother's favour which next to that of my own father and mother i am most solicitous to recover i must acquaint you with one thing more notwithstanding my hurry and that is that mr lovelace offered either to attend me to lord m's or to send for his chaplain yesterday he pressed me to consent to this proposal most earnestly and even seemed desirous rather to have the ceremony pass here than at london for when there i had told him it was time enough to consider of so weighty and important a matter now upon the receipt of your kind your consolatory letter methinks i could almost wish it had been in my power to comply with his earnest solicitations but this dreadful letter has unhinged my whole frame then some little punctilio surely is necessary no preparation made no articles drawn no license ready grief so extreme no pleasure in prospect nor so much as in wish oh my dear who could think of entering into so solemn an engagement who so unprepared could seem to be so ready if i could flatter myself that my indifference to all the joys of this life proceeded from proper motives not rather from the disappointments and mortifications my pride has met with how much rather i think should i choose to be wedded to my shroud than to any man on earth indeed i have at present no pleasure but in your friendship continue that to me 
I beseech you. If my heart rises hereafter to a capacity of more, it must be built on that foundation. My spirits sink again on setting out. Excuse this depth of vaporish dejection, which forbids me even hope, the cordial that keeps life from stagnating, and which never was denied me till within these eight and forty hours. But tis time to relieve you. Adieu, my best beloved and kindest friend. Pray for your Clarissa. End of letter 57